Hello, and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host, Natasha Kanova, and I had JP Morgan Global Commodities Research. Today, we want to discuss oil bumpies right in March as prices plunged mid-month by, by almost $14 on fears that weakness in the banking system could spark, could spark a full-blown recession. Consequently, our first quarter uh, prices will likely close $3 below our forecasted price of $85 established in November of last year. So where, would, where do we feel we go from here? Um, so looking at the very near term, uh, we believe that Brent at below $80 looks at least $5 to $7 oversold purely on fundamental reasons. So let's us first outline where we where we stand today. So the first observation is that despite all the pessimism about the global growth, uh, both uh, macro and micro indicators are actually uh, pointing to uh, to resiliency. So first, uh, Europe is rebounding from its energy price shock, and China is in the middle of a very strong reopening bounce, uh, which is reverberating to the rest of Asia. Uh, as a result. Global GDP growth from our economist nowcaster is tracing a full percentage point uh, above its potential pace this quarter, despite the tightening drag in the global economy. Uh, momentum has carried into March, as evidenced by flash developed markets PMIs last Friday, which rose a further uh, two percentage points, indicative of an above potential 1.7% DM GDP growth. Uh, the PMI data out of China earlier today was solid as well. So real-time micro-indicators from the commodity perspective also continue to show resiliency. Um, so we, we have a tracker of weekly demand, global oil demand, and our tracking of this weekly pace of global demand for mobility fuels, which are diesel, gasoline, and jet fuel, is running almost 2 million barrels per day higher for the week ending March 20th than average compared to, to last year. Uh, we see about 65% of this demand growth coming from Asia, and 70% of that is coming from the jet fuel. Uh, Europe demand has increasing as well, uh, as well as United States uh, demand increased by almost 200 kBD. Uh, global diesel demand has almost fully rebounded to pre-pandemic levels. We believe it's, it's averaging about 99% of normal. Gasoline demand is lag lagging a little bit, but still at 94% of, of 2019 levels. Um, but again, all the growth we're expecting to come from the uh, from the jet fuel. So we're watching very closely the global flight activity. Currently, it's averaging about 92% of pre-pandemic levels, uh, up from 77% at the end of the year. So it's a significant amount of heavy lifting that took place in the first quarter from the jet fuel alone. Uh, Europe and U.S. flight activity is, right, is relatively unchanged, uh, so all the recovery has been driven by China. And, and just to put some numbers there for scale, over the last four months, Chinese domestic travel has almost fully normalized to pre-pandemic levels. International, uh, international travel is the one that we're watching very closely, it has recovered from uh, zero at the start of the year to about 34% of norm uh, as of this week. So combined, we believe that demand for mobility fuels globally is running at about 94% of 2019 levels. So there are all the signs uh, from China that uh, this long-awaited recovery is finally taking hold in the physical market for crude. Uh, Chinese imports of crude most likely will uh, average in March second highest level on record. And the record was reached in June 2020 when oil was trading at about $20. It's very, very telling. Um, Chinese oil refiners have raised their runs uh, from 14.2 million barrels per day uh, in the fourth quarter of last year 
to about 14.4 in the first two months of 2023 with further momentum uh, taking place. Um, so, but other indicators, for example, like the Baltic dry index has surged almost 180% from the mid-February uh, 12th. Uh, if we look at the shipping rates from the BOCCs, the very large uh, crude tankers, they, they also doubled from earlier this year. So all of that is indicative that actually Chinese demand uh, is significantly recovering. So the next question is where we go from here. Uh, so our baseline from our economist at JP Morgan remains that U.S. will tip into a mild recession in late 2023, early 2024. Uh, we believe that still elevated inflation requires further monetary tightening by the Fed. We see another 25 basis points in May. Uh, so, and we do believe this headwinds to credit growth from the current uh, banking uh, tightening will subtract about 50 to 100 basis points of the U.S. GDP in the coming quarters, which will push U.S. into a mild recession. Um, so, how do we adjust for that in our numbers? Uh, so, the way we decided to approach that uh, pretty much from the last uh, end of last year is that uh, we're neutralizing U.S., but not just U.S., Europe as well uh, from our balances, meaning that we give them zero growth. Uh, so even with U.S. and Europe uh, contributing nothing to the global demand growth, we still see global oil consumption rising about 1.6 million barrels per day this year. A majority of that will be Asia, 1.3 million barrels per day, but also very strong consumption we're observing in the Middle East, but also Africa. So second year in a row, jet fuel demand will uh, will be the main contributor, uh, contributing about 1.1 million barrels per day out of this 1.6 million barrels per day growth we were projecting. So as we started uh, the, the podcast by saying that looking at the very near term, Brent at below 80 looks at least 5 to $7 oversold, just purely on fundamental reasons. So what are the main catalysts for the price to go up? Uh, First of all, we believe it's it's just fundamental reasons and tightening balances. And we believe that this momentum will start in the United States. So we had a very significant draw of uh, crude inventories in the U.S. Uh, last week, um, but not just crude. If you look at all the products across the board, we have a significant amount of drawdowns taking place. Um, we believe that uh, the inventories will likely build in April slightly because SPR will continue to release about 26 million barrels between April and June. But we believe the U.S. inventories will stabilize in May and will begin to draw from June all the way through September. Uh, similarly, global balances are set to shift from inventory builds to draws by mid-year. Second uh, catalyst, in our opinion, is the ultimate resolution of the French strikes. So at the moment, we believe that about 60% of France's 1.3 million barrels per day refining capacity has been taken out of service, uh, out of service by strikes, um, leading to significant buildup of crude inventories. So we believe that uh, crude demand in France is down about 600 to 700 KBDs just because of all this refining capacity being shut down. So there will be eventual resolution of those strikes. And so we believe that that will result in about uh, a 600 KBD, maybe a little bit over a boost to the crude demand uh, taking place. So that, that's a positive factor. And the third is the positioning. Um, so speculative open interest in the crude contracts fell uh, during the two weeks through March 21st at the fastest pace on record. 
Um, so the net speculative, speculative links collapsed below the level seen in March 2020, which was a very dire period, not just for the global economy, for the global oil markets as well. That was the peak of the COVID epidemic when Brent oil was trading in the in the two thousand in the in the 20s. Uh, so today the positioning is actually slightly below those levels that we reached in March 2020. Um, there's a very significant de-risking, deleveraging taking place. If we look at the ratio of bullish long positions to the bearish shorts, uh, it was sitting at about six six point four to one on March seventh, and then March twenty first, it slumped to two to one. Uh, so very, very significant amount of uh, de-risking taking place. That's about worth 220 million barrels of oil that uh, that left the market. So we believe that all, if all this links gets back into the market, that's worth about $7 to the price from the current level. Uh, so by all means, the message from this podcast is that the brand at the moment is, is oversold. Thank you all to listening to the Commodities Edition at JP Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. We look forward to continuing the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023, JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on March 31st, 2023.